Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you as we continue today in the Gospels as we've been looking at it chronologically. And today, again, we're in Matthew chapter 5 as we've been talking about the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus had been correcting some false teaching that the disciples had heard probably since their times that they were young boys all the way till the time they were sitting with Jesus there on the Sermon on the Mount. And he gave six different areas of which he says, uh, you have heard said before. Otherwise, the things that the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees had been teaching, and he's correcting false teaching. And that's something I think we always should be aware of. There is false teachers. There's false doctrine out there that they can sound so good. They can sound close to be right, but they could be so deadly wrong. In this case today, we're in the second issue in verse number 27 of Matthew chapter 5, where we read, Now you have heard that it has been said of those of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. He, really what Jesus is saying, he says, or they might be thinking to the disciples, isn't that what the law says? Oh, yes, it is. It definitely does. You know, adultery is such a, a, a terrible thing that exists within families and marriages where one spouse, either the husband or the wife, will go out and look at other places and end up committing adultery with somebody and how it just rips people apart. And Jesus knows that, and God knew that, and he's telling us, he says, don't do that because it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your family. It's going to hurt everything about you when you commit adultery. But uh, he goes on, though, because, of course, the true matter of the is always the heart, as Jesus says, but I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. See, you could be guilty of committing adulteries without having physically con- or any physical contact with another person. It truly can be something that's, that is going on in your heart. See, sin begins in the heart. The outward action is only the the fruit of that which is in the heart. In James chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, James says, Let no one say when he's tempted, he's tempted of God. God doesn't tempt man with evil, but man is tempted when he's drawn away, notice this, when he's drawn away by his own lust and entice. We can't blame it on somebody else, what James is saying. It's in our heart, it's in our being that we're drawn away. He says there, there is where it begins. It begins in the hearts, what James is saying. It's in your mind and you do these things. And when it's in your heart and in your mind and you're playing with it, you're coddling it, you entertain in it, you begin to fantasize. It's only a matter of time until it will really be fulfilled outwardly in your life. You've already taken the steps within your heart. And that's what Jesus is talking about. He's bringing them back to the heart of the matter. And these issues are so vital that Jesus suggests the very severe measure. And he doesn't intend that we take it literally, but just to be given the force of what he's saying. It's kind of like a a shock value that he tells us in verses 29 and through 31. He says, 
If, a, if thy right hand offend thee, pluck it out and cast it out from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not the whole body should be cast into hell. You know, of course, we repulse at the idea. Jesus didn't mean literally that you could take, that you, you know, should take an eye out of your, out of its eye socket. That's, that'd be a terrible thing. But the problem is what Jesus is saying is you take that one eye out, well, you got the other eye that you can still see and you're lusting. See, the lust is coming from your eye, your heart. But he's really trying to tell us is how important it is for us to keep our hearts. Jude exhorts us that we should keep ourselves in the love of God. And then in verse 30, he also says, he goes, If thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, cast it from thee. It is profitable to uh, thee that one of thy members should perish and not thy whole body be cast and into hell. Again, that shock value that, that Jesus was saying to his disciples, he says that thou shalt not commit adulteries is a matter of the heart. You know, you might say to me, you say, Pastor Terry, I too am struggling with lust. Even what Jesus was talking about, I struggle with that. What should I do? You know, I, I think it's important that we all kind of look at this because Jesus brought it up. That, and how do we keep our hearts clear? Well, I think, the, of course, the Scripture tells us that we need to remove our foot from evil. We, need, we have some, you know, things that we need to do on our side to keep ourselves, keep our heart pure. The places that you go, the things that you do, are, are they those things that are beneficial for you as a Christian, as a believer? I think we need to consider them. There was a friend of mine who was around the Internet world before it really even started, well before iTunes or anything else, and he worked with it behind the scenes, developing a lot of the inter Internet world that we see now nowadays. And one of the things that he would always tells me, tell me about these um, these social media sites, that, you know, Facebook and YouTube and so many of them. He says, you know, they're all rabbit trails. I go, what do you mean by that? He says, if you go a few clicks down the road, especially on YouTube and the, the little commercials that they like to send you on these different sites, you start clicking on them. And before you know it, only normally it's only two, three uh, clicks you enter enter into the the, the adult world, the world uh, uh, um, that we don't even want to mention, the world of pornography. It's so close to us; it's only a, a few clicks away. So how do we guard ourselves? How do we keep ourselves from that? Well, I think first of all, be aware, and then secondly, we need to remove our our foot from evil that we need to be accountable to the Lord, and that Internet is just one place. Our TV, you know, the psalm says that I will set no wicked things before my eyes. Nowadays, we don't even want to watch commercials in our house because the commercials are worse than the TV programs. Lord, help us that we make good choices in our lives. But, you know, the key, though, when you're dealing with lust, if you're having trouble with lust is not again something that we can uh, achieve uh, in cleaning our own hearts other than our will choosing not to do it and choosing God because we'll fall miserably underneath our own strength the real victory is we find ourselves 
living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. In fact, Paul writes that if we walk in the Spirit, we shall not, we shall not fulfill the lust of our flesh. I would highly encourage you each day to ask God to fill you fresh with His Spirit, that you would make wise choices to, to follow God. David said, or the writer of Psalm 119, he says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. See, the power of God's word, he's the, the word of God is a keeping force as God uses with the Holy Spirit each and every day to keep us from sin. The word of God comes up in our hearts and it gives us an alternative to choose to follow God or, to, or to, to follow evil. And I believe as we make that choice each and every day to follow the Lord, then God enables us to take the second steps. We need to choose. We need to choose to follow the Lord. I find in, in my life, a, a real blessing has been to my life is in making good choices is found in a little book of Philippians. It's a beautiful book. You can sit down and read it during the evening and, and just be blessed by the whole book. But in verse number 8 of chapter 4, as Paul's kind of winding things up, he says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good of report, if there's anything of virtue, if there's anything worthy of praise, meditate on these things. Otherwise, think about the things that build, the things that strengthen, the things that build up a marriage and a family. Think about these things. Then in verse 9, he says, These things which you've learned and received and heard and saw me, speaking of Paul, he says, These do, and the God of peace will be with you. See, the Word of God isn't something that should be just set on a shelf, thinking like, oh, that's a book of good ideals. You see, it's more than a philosophy. It's more than just a, a book of ideals. But there's power in God's Word. And the power is in the doing. As we choose to follow God and do His will, then our lives will be truly be blessed. And so, until next time, I pray that you might live a victorious life this day, a blessed life, filled with God's Spirit, enjoying the life that God has intended to, for you to enjoy. And so I just want to tell you that I love you, praying for you, that God loves you. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.